Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Yankees up to their eyeballs in reds lately. Again, a four-game setup in Fenway. Uh, last weekend, dropping the final two games in heartbreak fashion is because they blew some leads there. Then you have the Cincinnati Reds come to town, and they kind of shock everyone by taking two out of three against the Yankees. And the Yankees now back in, you know, a bit on their heels a little bit. A couple of tough losses. Really almost got swept by the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, but nevertheless, Red Sox come to town, try to pick up on the momentum. They uh, got there from uh, Fenway, and you kind of think, oh, the Red Sox are going to turn the season around, and the Yankees are going to start to nosedive a little bit. It's supposed going to crawl back. But luckily for the New York Yankees this weekend, uh, they come out in big fashion. The offense uh, explodes finally. Gets you know, maybe some pent-up frustration from the week. Uh, take two out of three from the Red Sox. Literally break Chris Sale's pinky finger, not on purpose, of course, unless he had a gambling debt, but we don't know about that. But nevertheless, uh, Yankees kind of wake up a little bit from the little stupor they've been in lately, and we'll get into that as well as preview uh, just the All-Star game and heading into the All-Star break. But before we do, if you haven't done it already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast or wherever you are. I'm sure there's a subscribe button. Hit that and get notified when new episodes uh, come up throughout the rest of the season. Uh, again, you might catch me on YouTube. Maybe you see me on TV if you're somewhere in New York, depending where you are. But if you want to get these exclusive little inserts, uh, you have to subscribe to the audio podcast. So make sure you do that so you can get my voice into your beautiful ear. So as I mentioned before, the Yankees kind of a little stumbling this week. Um, you know, I don't say not, not the situation where you, you, you hit the panic button, nothing too crazy there. I mean, of course, Severino, you have to be worried about uh, the injury. Um, he had to take himself out of that second Cincinnati game there, and he's going to be shut down for a while. I guess that a little bit afterwards. Uh, but the Yankees kind of lose two heartbreaking games, um, you know, at Fenway Park, especially that third game there. Then Cincinnati comes to town, as I mentioned before, takes two out of three, gifts you that second game. Now, I understand it's baseball, and on any given day in some random week in the middle of July, a team could, you know, beat any other team. I get that, and especially look what the Orioles are doing right now with that long win streak they put together there, kind of resurrecting their season a little bit and making a little bit of noise in the alleys. Not that they're ever going to make any, you know, threat to, like, be a wild card team or anything like that, but at least, you know, have some dignity uh, to the season. So, again, any team like the Reds also could do this some, somewhat similar to the Yankees. It's just, you know, a uh, bit of this to come to the fact that a bunch of these games in a row where the Yankees losing some extra inning games, and kind of the Yankees are right there. They're not getting beat up, but it's right there, but just can't get that big hit. And, you know, what we just used to with this Yankee team all season of this, you know, whether it's an exciting comeback or just, you know, whether it's in the bottom of the frame, having a walk. I mean, the Yankees have had a lot of walk-off wins this season, uh, you know, just getting that big hit at the right time. And it just seems like, like lately the Yankees have been right there at the edge and just, you know, couldn't get that big hit. And that's why they've been losing some of these games. But uh, nevertheless, again, as, as I mentioned, the Yankee offense will wake up. But first, let's get into that first game there. And got to salute the Yankee crowd there. Um, for the first game there, I had a little over 47,000 people. So, of course, you know, summer baseball, it's Yankee Red Sox. And it's good to see everyone back in the ballpark. I know we've kind of been back from COVID for a while. We've got this news variant going around. But it's like, just good to see a big crowd there again. And, um, you know, just remember like two years ago, they're playing in empty ballparks. And so the entire weekend, again, good fan turnout. So starting off the Yankees was Montgomery versus uh, the former Yankee, Nathan Navaldi. And Montgomery, um, Unfortunately, I, I fell behind early. A two-run home run to Raphael Devers. So not only he uh, dominate Cole, pretty much dominates all Yankee pitching. I'll get to that later as well. I don't know why they didn't bother pitching this guy. But nevertheless, uh, takes Monty deep to right field. So puts a two-run spot there. But nevertheless, the Yankees uh, answer right back uh, in the third inning. Giro Cole and Stanton. Uh, I guess, you know, what Devers does to the Yankees, Stanton does to the Red Sox. I mean, you know, Devers 
eats up Yankee pitching. Well, Stanton does that to the Red Sox pitching and had two runners on. Three-run home run, right field, puts the Yankees up then at this point, three to two. And Evaldi, when the last much of this game, you know, get lifted a little bit after the fourth inning. And the Yankees kind of uh, Jekyll and Hyde a little bit with Evaldi. Sometimes they beat him up with him, but sometimes they can't touch him for seventh inning. But nevertheless, this was one of the starts where they were able to beat him up a little bit, taking a 3-2 lead. Now, unfortunately, Monty wasn't able to um, hold that. Uh, giving up a home run to Christian Vasquez in in the fourth, ties the game at 3-3, and then from there it was going to be a battle of the bullpens. You know, again, Montgomery, not terrible, not great. Kind of, you know, kept the Yankees at bay, similar to the the uh, third game uh, up in Fenway's there. Well, I think only gave up like uh, two runs there also. So more or less the same thing here with, with Montgomery. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the Yankees would be fall behind thanks to Chapman, who again, no longer closer, in the seventh inning against Bobby Dahlbeck, who himself was kind of in a 0-15 for 15 kind of little slide there. Uh, for Chapman, that wasn't a terrible pitch. It was kind of a low fastball right off the ground and kind of dull back, kind of golfed it. Um, so it was a good piece of hitting, but uh, unfortunately for the Yankees, um, you know, went over the left field wall. Uh, Yankees at that point now falling behind 4-3. to three. Uh, But the Yankees would come back in the ninth, have an opportunity to not only tie the game, but go ahead. Now, early on, as the Yankees were trying to put a rally together, uh, Matt Carpenter was up and uh, Aaron Boone was unhappy with a couple of low pitches. Again, we've seen Boone blow up at umpires when they call low strikes on Aaron Judge. Well, this time Matt Carpenter got a low uh, strike call on him. Boone came out, did his usual routine, you know, throws a piece of gum and all that, gets kicked out. So a little fireworks there. Maybe he's trying to fire up the team and perhaps it worked there. So a couple of runners on there and uh, kind of Falefa. It wasn't really a bunt to move the runners over. It could have been. It seemed like one of those bunts like he was actually trying to bunt for a hit to start to surprise everyone. Uh, so the Boston pitcher, Hawk, fielded the ball. Now he's going to try to throw Glaber out at third base. Throws the ball. Bad, bad throw. Uh, the ball um, gets by the third baseman. Torres ended able to score easily on the throwing error. At the point now, the game is tied 4-4. And now you have a couple runners on there uh, where the Yankees have an opportunity to win the game in walk-off fashion. It would be a great way to sort of cap off you know, the opening game there. Unfortunately, Trevino grounds out into a double play. And then with DJ Romeo up, he also grounds out and then... Um, so now we have to go into extra innings. Again, Yankee had an opportunity right then and there uh, to win the game. Unfortunately, doesn't do it. Now, Clay Holmes, um, with the ghost runner on, has a couple of runners get on. They actually end up with a bases loaded situation, two out, with the dangerous Xander Bogarts up. But Clay Holmes actually able to punch him out you know, dramatically with the bags juiced. Uh, so the Yankees then go into the bottom of the 10th. With, yet again, they have an opportunity with the bases loaded. Glaybaugh Torres up. Opportunity again to win the game. All you need is a sacrifice fly or maybe a wild pitch or anything. But unfortunately, Glaybaugh hits the ball hard on the ground. Horses is able to turn two there. And uh, Yankees uh, blow the opportunity again. A bases loaded opportunity. And now they have to go into the 11th inning. I mentioned before, Bogots was punched out in the 10th. So now he becomes the ghost runner for the 11th inning. This time now Michael King's on the mound. Uh, again, Holmes did his job. Now King's up out there. Um, so Verdugo is able to sack fly Bogots to third base. So you have one out. Unfortunately, King, with um, with two outs, bounces a ball there uh, towards home plate. Trevino's not able to f- field it cleanly. And then Bogart's able to score there on the wild pitch. And then Boston takes the lead there 5-4. to four, And that would end up being the final score there. And there, there was one opportunity, um, again, in the bottom of the 11th. I mean, the Yankees have their opportunity as a ghost runner. So you have Glaber Torres there on second base. All the Yankees really need is a single. But with two outs, again, Ryan Brazier on the mound for the Red Sox. Uh, Hicks put a good bat on there, but, but um, with a full count, ended up check swinging on what should have been ball four, but it was a check swing, went around just a little bit too much. Now, Hicks thought he got the walk, so he started to trot the first base, but the third base umpire uh, punched him out, put the fist up that the bat went too far across the plate there. 
it was really a borderline call. Could have gone either way, but probably you see the top of the bat there on the replay, which means if you see the top of the bat on the on the check swing there, usually means he went across. And of course, ninety nine out of hundred umpires are going to punch him out there, and he did. So uh, again, the Yankees just needed to hit there, couldn't get it, and again lose that first game uh, five to four. Now and again, let's see. Looking at the situation now, the Yankees had three extra inning games in a row, losing two out of three of them. And you kind of get wondering, you know, it, you know, is Boston now, and also now Boston winning their third game in a row against the New York Yankees. And again, you're kind of wondering now, is the tie turning a little bit here? What's going on? Is this going to be part of a Boston surge? You're kind of maybe getting some f- bad flashbacks of 2004. Just, you know, even though that was, you know, the Yankees up 3 nothing in that championship season and then lose the next four games. This comes kind of bad feelings come to you. But finally, the Yankees put the hammer down. So second game is going to be a rematch of the Sunday night game of uh, Fenway. So it was Jameson Tyone versus Nick Pavetta. Now the Yankees always beat up Pavetta. They beat him up last week. They pretty much always beat him up. So you figure the Yankees are going to score some runs. So this red game was a bit about Tyone, uh, you know, really putting in a strong start. And he did. It was a really important start for Tyone. Last time he had a 6-2 lead, ends up blowing that and exiting the game with a 6-6 tie. Uh, so Tyone really needs to come through here. And he's been scuffling a little bit last few starts. Again, overall having a fabulous season. You know, nine had nine wins going in. ERA a little bit over over four. But, you know, he had been scuffling a little bit, and he needed the um, needed to have a good start, and he did. Um, now, Tyone didn't fall behind early, and it was that guy again who I keep mentioning, Raphael Devers. I don't know why would they pitch this guy. Hits a home run in the first inning. Boston goes up early one to nothing. But then the Yankee offense got to work and just pretty much blew them out the rest of the way, really the rest of the weekend. Uh, but I'll get into the specifics of that. So right, in the, you know, the Yankees answer right back in the bottom of the first. Uh, bases loaded, Josh Donaldson up. It's a little dribbler to third base. Bogos really didn't have a play on it, um, you know, because the ball is ch- chopped too um, slowly. So instead of going for the double play or the force at home, just throws out Donaldson at first. But then again, you know, the Yankees are able to score this since they have the bases loaded. And uh, with now two runners on, Matt Carpenter up. It's a three-run home run. Uh, puts the Yankees up 4-1. to one. And this, you know, important, important game for Tyone, but this was also the Matt Carpenter game, if you want to call it that. And he just seems to have this game where he, he hits home runs in bunches and gets a bunch of RBIs in this one game. And again, just having this magical season for, you know, the Yankees is picking him up out of nowhere. Uh, so the Yankees up 4-1. to one, And um, Aaron Judge, who's been slumped a little bit lately. Again, you've been hearing... Um, you know, sometimes he has some lower body fatigue and some lower body injuries. Again, it's probably from all the, the center field that he's been playing, which I've been mentioning that he shouldn't be doing. But nevertheless, uh, been a little, you know, a little sluggish with the bat lately. But uh, he gets into the party there, hits a home run solo shot, his first of the game. He'll hit another one later on. Uh, also now in the fifth inning, uh, after, you know, hitting a two-run home run in the first inning, has a, uh, Matt Carpenter has a couple of runners on, hits another three-run home run. So, Two three-run home runs uh, for Matt Carpenter. And then in the sixth inning, Judge hits his second home run of the game. So you have both Matt Carpenter and Aaron Judge, both with two home runs in this game. Uh, but the Matt Carpenter won uh, both times with two runners on. And for overall for Car- Carpenter, uh, two for four in the game, seven RBIs total. Now, he would get another RBI opportunity in the eighth inning uh, with the bases loaded. Uh, again, it would be nice to see a hit or, or pops a grand slam, but kind of has a boring walk there with bases loaded, but nevertheless, he'll take it. Uh, so that became his seventh RBI for the season, and the Yankees just kept tacking on and ultimately uh, would put the game away at 14-1, to so that's two touchdowns. But as good as Carpenter hitting there, but again, you wanted to see Tyone having that good start and gives the Yankees six innings. And again, after the Devers um, home run, retired the next 17 in a row and really was cruising the rest of the way. Just, that was the only earned one he gave up. Five strikeouts, six innings, 
Again, uh, exactly what Tyone needed, just to, especially heading into the break there a little bit. Uh, he's going to probably have a, a you know a couple extra days off there, just you know, so you have a positive reflection there. And now the Yankees had tied up the series at two to two, which left for the Sunday finale. And now this was going to be interesting because, well, yeah, I mean, you feel good. You like every time Garrett Cole's on the mound for the Yankees, but this was going to be the return of Chris Sale, uh, who's uh, again been battling back from injury. Had Tommy John was out from Tommy John last year, um, kind of delayed is um, you know, started this season with a rib injury, finally um, on the mound for the Red Sox, making his debut against the New York Yankees. I'm not sure if I would have picked that as the game you want to bring him back to, but nevertheless, they did. And again, last time we heard from Sale, uh, you know, he was uh, down in the minors and after a bad start, uh, kind of busted up the clubhouse entrance there in the tunnel. And supposedly Sale has this, uh, you know, this reputation of doing stuff like that. So, you know, when he was back with the White Sox, I think after a bad start, he took a pair of scissors and like cut up his uniform. So a little wacky like that. Uh, but again, he was going to be on the mound for the Yankees. And only difference between this game and probably some of the other Boston games recently is that uh, Raphael Devers didn't take Cole, Cole or any other Yankee pitching deep. And actually Cole punched out Devers um, in the top of the first inning, actually punched out two Red Sox um, hitters there. So just a good start for Cole. And the Yankee offense got to work in the bottom of the first uh, against Sale. Uh, you know, DJ LeMay let off the fun with a double. Uh, next batter up, Judge actually hit by a pitch, so say a little wild there. I don't think you know he's looking to hit Judge on purpose there and put runners on, uh, you know, in a zero-zero game like that. Now Anthony Rizzo able to move them over on a ground out to second, and third, and then the Yankee offense able to get it going on a Torres grounded at third to Rafael Devers. Now Devers tried to throw the ball to second, try to get the force out. It was a bad throw, so Torres actually safe at second, and DJ was able to score there from third base, and of course Judge was able to move over to third base. And then after that, Matt Carpenter, again, he's been hitting home runs lately. And it's just interesting that Boone put him there in the starting lineup. Again, just because Sale is a tough lefty. But, you know, if you look at Carpenter's numbers, he's just as good against lefty, maybe a little better average-wise than righties. Plus, he's hot as a pistol, hitting the two home runs the game before. It's a little, a little easy um, grounded to shortstop, but it's just soft enough for Judge to easily run and score from third. So now the Yankees are up at this point 2 to nothing uh, with Aaron Hicks at the plate. And this was probably... I would say probably the play of the game, not good for Red Sox, but just probably the turning point where the Yankees were able to just take the game moving forward from here. So uh, with two runners on, um, Hicks hits a hits a ball, line shot right up the middle, a little towards the first base side there. Now Sale, the lefty, after he uncorked the pitch, he kind of had his arm still linging out after the ball, you know, delivering the ball there, and the line drive went right up the middle, hit right off Sale's hand, actually hit off his pinky, and you could even hear it on the television. But it was such a hard shot that even after it hit off his hand, it's still um, lined into right field. And the Yankees were able to um, score another run there. But the big part of that play is that Sale uh, immediately put his hand up. You saw he had a broken pinky. He almost laughed it off a little bit. But at that point, just walked off the mound. Obviously, just, you know, just done for the, the game. And I don't know how long he's going to be out for. I mean, just you know, terrible for him. Uh, again, a long road back rehabbing after the Tommy John and the rib injury. Now this. I'm not saying he's going to be done for the year, possibly. I mean, because when you pitch, you're kind of more using your index finger and your middle finger and your thumb. But still, it's got to be a little painful there holding a baseball. Uh, you're doing that with a broken finger. So you got to expect he's going to be out now for a while, a little bit. And I don't know, maybe he's done for the year. Who knows? Uh, probably not for the year, but he's just going to miss some time. It just Because uh, it just seems difficult. To, even if you don't use the pinky, just gripping the ball there, you're still sliding your, your, your pinky against it sometimes. It's got to be painful. So, again, a bad break for sale and bad break for the Red Sox. And if they wanted any hope of uh, making a surge this season or maybe taking a shot for the wild card, you would definitely need a healthy and, and um, 
viable Chris Sale. And this seems like that's just not going to be the case for the season. The Red Sox, only a couple of games above 500. They might just be a sinking ship at this point. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. But nevertheless, the game uh, went on. And the Yankees would um, go on for this. Now, Boston made a little bit interesting, Tad, in the third. Again, the Yankees were up 3 nothing, uh, And with, with Sale coming out of the game, uh, Sarah Mora had to come in in relief. Able to get out of that jam. And Boston able to put up two runs of, of their own, thanks to Jeter Downs, a two-run home run against Garrett Cole. And that was really the only blemish for Cole in this game. Pulled the game within 3-2, and two, and you kind of watch this game thinking, oh, come on. You know, you knock Sale out of the game. You got Cole in the mound. You can't. We can't be losing this game. We can't let them come back. Uh, but Cole buckled down from there, and and from there on, it was the Yankee offense. Uh, and in the fourth inning, there putting up an eight spot to really just blow them away. There, really the big blow there with the bases loaded was again Matt Carpenter. Um, now no home runs, unfortunately, but just as good, just as valuable. Uh, pulling against a lefty line drive to uh, right field, I uh, was able to score two there again. This with the bases loaded, putting the Yankees up at that point seven two. And Tim Locastro back in the Yankee um, clubhouse there. Again, he's been out for a while for an injury. We know him more for his speed and his, his defense, but hits a two-run home run of his own uh, to left center field there. It was actually a pretty impressive shot there for, like, the little guy. And at the point, took a 11-2 uh, lead. And, you know, friend Joey Gallo, who didn't start the game, came in later for a defensive um, switch because they wanted to move around Locastro a little bit. And so they put Gallo in right field. Got a chance, a couple of chance at a couple of bats, and in the seventh inning with DJ LeMay one hit a two run bomb of a zone. It was actually a pre- impressive shot to right field. Actually went into the first row there of the second deck, so a really nice shot for him. It's good to see him at least get into one there, uh, increase the Yankee lead to thirteen to two, and that would be your final score. Again, Cole dealing uh, going seven innings for the Yankees, twelve strikeouts, and increasing his record now to nine and two. And it's good to see that, you know, him and his former Pittsburgh Pirate teammate, Tyone. So Tyone in the previous game getting his 10th win of the season and Cole with nine. So it's good to see those two um, get on pace to possibly, you know, have a shot at being 20-game winners by the end of the year. But, again, still a way to go there. And so now the Yankees had taken two out of three from the Red Sox and kind of exercised little demons a little bit. Just good to see to beat Boston after splitting the, the two two games in Fenway. And also just get off this little rut they've been in the whole week. You know, just in some of these extra inning games where they just can't get that big hit, big wide ball. The offense completely just breaking out in the final two games. And the game two was fourteen to one, and then this this the finale thirteen to two for the Yankees. So if you look at those two games, let's do a little math here: uh, twenty-seven to three drubbing of the Red Sox in those last two games. And they really should have won that first game, just because in the ninth and 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 the bottom tenth inning, you know, had runners on there and just needed just a single or sacrifice fly some could have could have got won the game for them. So this is good to see the Yankee offense wake up to the end. And now that they're heading into the All Star break, uh, you know, you always want to be on a winning note there, uh, so you can feel good about yourself for a couple of games. Uh, now the home run derby is going to be um, Monday. Uh, now it was up in the air a little bit whether Gio Carlstand would participate or not. Now the the festivities going to take place in Dodger Stadium, in Los Angeles, and. Uh, of course, uh, Stanton is a, a native Californian. So is Judge, actually. Now, Judge early on said, no way, I'm not going to participate in that. We knew that early on. Stanton was kind of floating around a little bit, but then finally said he's not going to participate in it. Uh, so he won't be there. And then, of course, the game itself, uh, the Yankees sending six All-Stars, uh, will be Tuesday. Uh, so we'll see. And then, uh, of course, it's for home field for which, you know, team, you know, once we get to the World Series. And so hopefully they... Uh, you know, the game's going to be meaningful for those Yankee players in there. And let's look at some of these, you know, numbers for the Yankees. Pretty impressive. Um, so uh, 92 games in, uh, they're at 64 and 28. And uh, I believe they put up a stat I saw the other day. If you want to look at past history, 
through 90 games, every single Yankee team that had at least reached 62 wins within 90 games, they've all gone on to win the World Series, and that's where this Yankee team is. So it doesn't guarantee anything, but you like the numbers there. Uh, again, baseball is just a game of numbers and crunching it. And they're, uh, you know, we said now at the break, um, 13 games over Tampa Bay. So Tampa's in second place there. Boston kind of fell down the standings a little bit. So pretty relatively comfortable lead there for the Yankees. And it's looking at Aaron Judge. Uh, it's very impressive. Uh, 33 home runs, 70 RBIs. And the Yankees have 70 more games to go. I kind of gave this rant, you know, about a week or two ago. I don't think Judge is going to have a shot at 61 home runs, nor do I think he should go for it. He'll probably end up somewhere in the 50s, and you're probably looking at about 120, maybe 130 RBIs there. Again, I don't think a situation where he's going to be able to chase Barry Bonds. Um, so, so I think a lot of, you know, towards we get towards the end there, um, you're going to see Judge get a lot of rest. And just look at the way he is now, again, complaining about, you know, lower body fatigue and so forth and some lower body injuries. Uh, so he's going to need the rest in September. And that's probably what's going to happen with him. Um, now, when the Yankees do come back on the 21st to kind of get right back into the fire, going to host on a doubleheader. Uh, the Houston Astros, and again, those are part of the games that were rescheduled that were missed because of the lockout in April, and they played the one one of those games in Houston uh, during the long road trip about a week ago. Or so uh, they lost that game uh, with Sevy out. Again, he pulled himself out of that second Reds game. Uh, he's definitely going to be shut down and definitely not going to throw it all for two weeks. Uh, and now they're projecting he'll be back by August, which means you probably won't see him until early September. So it's just a good timing that Domingo Herman, who we've been waiting for. Uh, rehabbing back with the you know the, the shoulder there, uh, probably you could slot him right in to Seve's spot as a starter there, um, and kind of just the perfect timing there. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and Herman, you know, he's been missing some time for a while, so it's good to see him come back again. We've seen him be like a twenty-game winner uh, for the Yankees, you know, back in twenty eighteen. So you know, the stuff is there. So that's only a couple of years removed. So hopefully, he still has the velocity now. Maybe could pitch more. You know, picked up a little wisdom over the years uh, for the Yankees there. And you're hearing all sorts of rumors by you know about Juan Soto. Supposedly turned down like 440 million uh, from the uh, Washington Nationals. So if he's turning that down, I don't know what type of deal he's looking for. People say the Yankees may go after him, the Mets go after him. Those talks might start up soon. I don't see the Yankees making a play for him. Obviously, there would be tremendous if we do. But you're talking about resigning Judge or not? Well, this guy wants way more money than Judge is going to want, and it's going to make a you know, 15-year commitment, probably more than that, which I don't think the Yankees are going to do. So I don't think the Yankees are going to kick the tires on Soto there, but we'll see what happens. Maybe the Mets will just because Stevie Cohen just wants to go bonkers there, go crazy. You know, they got Scherzer back, and they're trying to get DeGrom back eventually. And maybe adding, you know, Soto there a little bit uh, will, be, will be a big shot in the arm. But nevertheless, now we're into the All-Star break, so uh, I might do a little story time there. You know, I've uh, been lagging that a little bit, so maybe uh, go back to story time This for those uh, days that the you know they're not playing, or just you know day before the All Star game. Uh, so we'll come back soon, and uh, yeah, if you haven't done it already, I keep reminding you. Make sure to check out the podcast, subscribe to it, Section Four Twenty Talking Yankees, and get updated. So we'll catch you soon around the corner. Enjoy the All Star break. Mm-hmm.